Hi, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And I am EJ Kerwin. And just wanted to say a big hello and thank you, as always, to all of our listeners and all of our social media followers who give us great feedback and also great questions for our content, especially for today. Absolutely. That's, it's been fun just seeing that sort of pick up more and more of people like sort of interacting with us and us, you know, kind of writing back to them. We do like, you know, we we answer everything that comes at us. So. It is us. We do not have personal assistance, but I wish we did. We do not. <laughs> <laughs> it is us. Yes. So why don't we just start with a check-in because EJ and I did not get to check in this morning. I was morning. thinking that very same thing. And again, we encourage every single couple to check in every single day um, or most days. Yeah, because what we hear is we have couples who go through our programs, they get really connected because they're coming in therapy, they're doing all the sort of systems that we ask them to take part in to really rebuild their foundation. And then sometimes they get out of the program and they, they slide back, you know, sort of apart and they don't use it as much and then we encourage them they do it and it and it and it helps and then the couples who from the moment they walk out of the program that they are just like keeping all of those systems in place they say like wow we are just as connected more connected even when we were in the program so you know these things work and they they matter all right so let's start again not long you know five minutes or less not that i'm going to time this here we go do you want me to go or do you want to go sweetheart uh you go first. All right. Today I am relieved because it's a Friday and I'm excited because I think it's going to be kind of a fun weekend. We don't have a ton of plans. So, and I feel kind of like, I think I connected with you. I definitely feel connected because I was kind of going through some internal stuff this week and you were just really like sweet about it. And you know, so, you. so I'm appreciative as well of your support. And let's see, my goal for today is is to have fun. I'm going to have fun today. I have a little extra free time in the afternoon. So I'm going to, I'm going to just like, whether it's with you, the kids or me, I'm going to, I'm going to have fun. And my positive relationship statement is we really are becoming better people through our relationship. Like I am becoming a better person and I attribute a lot of it to our relationship and I see you becoming a better person every day too. And that's like, mm. that's great. And we're kind of, we're walking the walk, not just talking the talk as far as that goes. Oh, that's important. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate your check-in. Thank you. So today I'm feeling excited for Friday. I'm feeling grateful for all of the support staff we have here and for our business and for just the positive feedback we get from the work we do with couples and individuals and families. I feel, what's another feeling I'm feeling? Sometimes it takes me a minute to really, I'm feeling hopeful that more balance is coming into my life. My intention for today is I'm going to try to be playful. I won't copy no you. No way. Yeah, that's the one thing I kind of lost a little bit. I try to be a little playful to the aisle. <laughs> Just going to use some accents. To... My kids hate my accents. So I'm going to use it where, where I can. And then I'm going to do a positive self-statement. Oh, go that's for it. That's okay. That's quite all right. I have healthy boundaries. You definitely do. And that's something you're working on. You're doing a great job of that. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All, All right. right. So this is something that's near and dear and close to our heart, our topic today. What did you like name it, name it? Because it's around blended family and stepkids. Blended families. I oh. think it just cuts right to the issue. I mean, I think maybe we should start off by what the challenges we normally see when we're working with an individual or a couple that has a blended family. Do you like that idea? Yeah, this is fascinating too. I just got to throw this out because this is not a small group of people. And I got some statistics and just in the US, one in every three Americans is either a step parent or a step child. I did not know that. Which means that there's over over a hundred million people are have been a part of a blended family. And a blended family you know, is a family that's kind of not your, you know, I'm doing the little quotes, like traditional nuclear family, you know, where one uh, parent, one child is not a biological child, you know, within the family. And it is, I mean, one in three, it makes sense, right? Because we're talking 50% divorce rate over the last, like, what, 50, 60 years, that statistic has been going on. So, a third of the people out there are coming from blended families. And it is a it is not the easiest thing to do to blend a family successfully. Is that is that accurate, Tara? I would say that is very accurate, especially if you don't know the challenges that could arise and then how to get through those challenges, because there's definitely a way. We had to find our way through many difficult moments, but you know, a lot of people, again, they just start to feel powerless in that role or that situation. And so we are here to help today. So I'm, you know, I think, should we just get into like the challenges we see? Well, I I think it's going to be important that there's going to be a lot of, at least in our relationship, we have the ability as clinicians, but also as individuals to talk about from two different perspectives. Oh, that's true. Hello. Is Is that in our family, Tara and I have two biological children together, uh, our twins. Um, and they then are eight years they are old. Eight right years now. old as of recording. And we have two boys who I am their biological father, and Tara is their stepmom, or she prefers to be called B mom. I do. Stepmom's got a bad rep from Cinderella. Bonus mom. <laughs> so, so we have that different perspective, which is, which I think is going to be valuable of, mm, of what it's like to be on absolutely. both sides. Both sides have their challenges. You know, I know. Too. And how many times have I said, I wish you knew what it was like in my shoes. I mean, and there <laughs> are, there, we've worked with a lot of families who have biological children together and then each of them has a child they brought in where both of them know what it's like to be step parents. I think it's a little more common that there's only one person that's a step parent. It's more common you're saying? Yeah, I think yeah. it's slightly we over the years yeah. I think we've seen more of that balance. That's true. Which does create problems because there's there is that thing like you said of like you wish I knew what it was like to feel the way you feel. I went through, I'm going through the journey. Yeah. Okay, so, so what should we start off with? Well, I, mean, I have like a thousand things in my mind running around and you're really good at keeping me <laughs> and other guest speakers yeah. on task well, so let, we don't go all over the place. Let's start with just like the very beginning is do you think, Tara, that people go into blending a family with their eyes open, like that they, that they you know, sort of are proactive most times? 
Oh, that's a tough one. I feel like people go in with really great intentions and so excited to have found this person and they're going to be a a new kind of family system. I think that is true. Um, I don't think people go in looking at, because who does, looking at the challenges. It's not like we're getting married and we're like, oh, what are the challenges that are going to, you know, I don't think that happens. No, I don't think so. (laughs) I think they're intentionally excited about it. Yes. And like, oh, we're going to make this work because we love each other so much and I love the kids and the kids are great and da, 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 da. Yeah, and I think like many things when we're going into a relationship, there might be warning signs that this is going to be problematic, but we're just like, you know, we'll figure it out because we love each other. Yeah. You know, I think th- I definitely think that's the way we went into it personally was like, wow, we love each other. We're s- having a great time. I love the boys. The boys are like totally We had them fun. 50% of the time. So I was like, yeah, this is totally easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We didn't live together. We had our little date nights mm-hmm. when, the, when the boys were with their mom. Yeah, we moved in together like right before we got engaged and we just have a ball together. I bought him bunk beds for our other room. Yeah, it was super excited. It we was were fun. Excited about yeah. it. So, okay. So when do, when for us, when with other couples, do you see it starts getting complicated and why? Well... For me, and, uh, you know, if you relate, then let us know, but it was boundaries with the ex. Yeah, that's a big That was, for me, the biggest thing. So then I would get confused, like, what's my role? Why does this keep happening? It was very confusing because I felt like I didn't really know what my role is, like, so I'm supposed to financially support them, but I'm not supposed to be any kind of role with their education. Like it was very frustrating. And I felt like boundaries again with the ex-partner um, was really blurry. And so it just looked very different in the two households for yeah. me. And I think what contributes to that is that oftentimes there are dynamics between the partner who's in relationship with the step, right? And their ex that are pre-existing prior to their relationship, right? Prior to we got together, there were already dynamics. And there was already sort of like agreements maybe that had been made verbally and non-verbally that you weren't in on, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm like shrugging my shoulders now because I don't, I don't even know what those were. Well, and I, you know, and I think like that's that's one of the hard things is that I don't think sometimes the the biological parent. This is like complicated language wires, right? Mm. Like the person that was in my place. I don't think like we even knew. Like I think there were times where you would be frustrated with me, like, "Well, what's the agreement here? Like, why is this happening?" And I'd be like, "I, I, 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 I don't know." You know, it was just like I had been used to, even though we got together pretty close, the kids were young, I had been sort of used to maybe not bringing you in on decisions that you really needed to be in on those Mm -hmm. decisions, right? Yes. Yes. But my hands are tied too, because I'm not a biological parent, right? And I only have limited say. That's actually true. Yeah. I mean, I have say with you and I, and I can share with you how I'm feeling like now. <laughs> yeah. Before I was just really angry and upset that we didn't have clearer boundaries and that it felt very messy. You know, and then we get pregnant with twins. So then I'm like, okay, we're going from zero to four kids. Got it. Cool. Okay. This is happening. And then I think it even became more 
confusing with the biological children with us and then the stepkids because I didn't ever want our kids to feel discrepancies between, you know, like I love them more or, hey, like schools are really important to me. And so like, I'm going to give you the best education, but my hands are tied with the other, my stepkids education, because I don't really have a say in that. And it was really confusing. I was like, how do I try to balance my love for all of them? Yet I have total control in my decisions with my biological children about sports they want to be in, about schools they go to, about learning the alphabet, so many things. I felt like, oh, yes, I have power in a good way, you guys, good way. (laughs) Versus I felt completely powerless in my role as a step-parent around what I know my values are important, which is, again, education and being a part of team sports, following through with activities, Like I just have a lot of values around parenting that I didn't even know happened until I had my own kids, which was, again, fairly soon after we got married because we got pregnant on our honeymoon. And so, again, for me, it was just like fast track, like, oh, like, yeah, that's really important. That's really important. And yeah, I think and I think one of the things that caused us problems, and I see this a lot in the couples we work with as well, is that the step parent feels like a lack of agency, a lack of control in influencing the stepchild or finance stuff or time, like all of those negotiations, right? Mm-hmm. You feel extremely powerless. But then also the split parent has a level of feeling powerless as well because they are most often, not all the time, because sometimes there's really, really good relationships between divorced parents. But I would say most of the time, it's at least strained. And so I'm in a situation where, you know, I'm battling for things and I don't Mm. get to ultimately, I don't have like 100% veto and approve power with decisions. And so I'm feeling a little powerless as well, but yet I do have more power than you. Mm. And that was like a big disconnect because you'd be like, I have no power. And I'd be like, well, I feel like I don't have power. And then it became just like a You know, it fed into our stuff that really had nothing entirely, you know, the triggers and all that, and it gets muddled up in in emotions. But that whole thing that you talked about of like, just like not really getting each other's place, like not understanding, not always having empathy for the other person. Yeah. And like, wow, as we're talking, so I'm feeling myself like getting tight in my chest. I feel myself remembering how really hard it was for me because I remember like I had the twins and they were very difficult because they had colic as you probably know because I talk about it all the time because it was very <laughs> traumatic for me and you took over my entire caseload so you would literally work for like 12 hours and I still had your boys and you I would did. have to pick them up from school I'd have to do all of the dinner I'd you have to help with their time. homework Yet I had no choices in where they could go to school or what sports they could play, like nothing. And I felt like I was just, I literally felt like I was a babysitter. Like I'm like doing all of these things and oh, I'll never forget. I'm like, we're going to be super healthy and I'm making them like amazing healthy smoothies in the morning and, you know, trying to, and like no one's drinking them because they're super, your boys are boys. boys. (laughs) They were super picky about food and they'd only eat a few things. And I'm like, I am trying to be, 
I remember just like that powerless feeling was so unconscious for me, but like a smoothie, them not drinking a smoothie would make me into tears because I'm like, here I am trying so hard to have some kind of power in some situation and I can't even do it there. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Wow. Just again, you guys, it's really hard. I and mean, we are so much better now. We were going to tell you how we got there, but it took us a few years. So, yeah. And I saw you and I've seen other couples where like the step parent like vacillates between this, like, like you would be like amazing. You would be like picking them all up and having your B mom Mondays and taking them for. <laughs> Ice French fries park, and, and, and vanilla ice cream and then take them to the park. And so you would be like this like super duper mom, be mom. And then there would be moments where you were just like, enough. I am not, I, I know where my boundaries are. These are not my kids. So I have to just like back off. Your, and so it was like this, I saw this inner conflict mm, in absolutely. you of like wanting to just, you know, because you, you've, I will say, I've been very, very lucky. You've mm. always loved our boys. Loved the boys. You've always loved them. And that, I've been that's resentful n- of the situation, but I love those boys. Yes. But here's what happens. When you feel powerless and you start to get resentful, I would definitely have negative feelings towards the boys, right? I would be like, I just want to give up. They don't care anyway. I have no power anyway. Like, let him just not finish, follow through with that sports. Let him not read a book a week. Let him continue to like get bad grades or not focus. Like, I don't care anymore. And then I'd be like, oh God, no, that's not, that's not who I am. Like, I want them to read all of the most amazing books and I want to be able to help them focus and I want to keep their backpacks organized. So I would, it was like this, like, I know what's important to me and I know that they have a totally different life 50% of the time. And it just felt like I couldn't be the parent I wanted to be for them. And how do I balance that? Cause, and, and when I was feeling powerless, I wouldn't, I would just go from like amazing bee mom to like, screw this. I am done. How many times did I say, I am done. I just don't care anymore that you and you, your ex, you guys have whatever. And then I would cry and I'm like, that's not the kind of relationship I want with the boys. I just want to be the special person in their life. But what does it mean if I'm like, you know, really like encouraging my twins to do all of these things and be in all these things? And I'm, again, see, it's still like, wow. Yeah. and, And then, you know, what it cause between the two of us and what we see with couples Mm. is it causes just all this tension because it's because there's also this vacillation right where where a lot of couples uh, that have blended families have like this 50 50 thing where like you know three days they're with us four days they're away four days they're with us three days away Mm -hmm. so there's this constant fluctuation too of your household like always changing Mm. and that's also i think really hard you know that there's no like there is a flow within it you know Mm. but but there is like this like you know really herky jerky way you go about life like in our house where there's six kids i mean four kids there's two there's six of us then there's four of us there's six of us then there's four of us yeah and you know like i had to also get over we had a big thing where like i would kind of go down in the dumps a little bit when the boys would leave Mm -hmm. and you would that would be really triggering for you because it would feel like i didn't want to be just with the twins the twins which i totally did you know and what i had to learn was that that time 
with just the four of us had to be really special too. And I think I've really embraced that. And now, but that was really important to you. I don't know if you told me that or not, but I got it was like that time when it's just the four of us was really important that I showed up in a certain way. Oh yeah. And I've had to like, even, you know, cause the boys, my stepsons, they're always at their moms for Christmas Eve. So every Christmas morning, since the twins were born, we have to wait like four hours in the morning before I think it, the, I think it feels like four hours. If, well, you know, the twins are <laughs> up know. and we have to wait around for you to go get the boys for Christmas. And I remember in the beginning, now I'm totally fine with it, but I remember in the beginning, like, this isn't fair. I want my twins to be able to open up their gifts right when they wake up. Yeah. Again, this is when I was feeling powerless, right? Like, don't judge me as a bad step parent. I'm not. I had those uncomfortable feelings though, and I'm not. And I'm just going to be honest here because it's true. Like, you know, because I felt like financially responsible for them. And that I would pick them up from schools and I'd do their homework with them. And that's really, that that was my job. You know, feed them, pay for what they need, and sit down and make sure they have their homework done. Like, yeah. and also have a business. Yeah. So, so as you can see, it's, I mean, there, and we could talk about like 50 different, and we probably will in other podcasts, like there are 50 plus challenges to blending a family that ultimately at the end of the day create division between the partners mm -hmm. you know you and i yep it pulled us apart absolutely frequently it did. It, it did it created conflict we struggled to resolve it we struggled to create repeatable systems that felt good we got stuck in the content when really our emotions often were really triggered mm -hmm. and there's just so many couples out there like that so yeah. So, you know, we're kind of taking this on in like a, a more general way together I right. mean, today. What do couples do? Like, how do they go about blending a family in a happy, healthy, loving way? So for me, it was being able to, once we had our communication down and it was better and we built emotional safety, I could tell you how I was feeling. I said, this role feels powerless. I feel like. I don't matter. I feel like what's important to me doesn't matter. And I feel like really confused. So I was able to just share my feelings and you were awesome at hearing them. Sometimes. I wasn't always yeah. really good at hearing them. No, but once we had the emotional safety, yeah. right? Yeah. I got to share the uncomfortable pieces of it. I got to share how like I'm having feelings of resentment at this whole thing. Like sometimes life feels... Like it would be so much easier if I didn't have to deal with this. Like I had daydreams of just me and the twins being in an apartment together, like without Work, having- Working at Trader Joe's. Yeah, I did. I'm not going to lie. Like it was so complicated and so frustrating, you know, and then I, and then I had to like work on boundaries, right? Because there were pretty poor boundaries within that system. And I said, this is what's important. And I want you to like help me understand what your expectations are of me. Here is what I can do. Here's what I can't do. I can't build up more resentment or it's going to really affect my relationship with the boys. So I said, I need, you know, you and the other parent to really step up in the academic realm and make sure that they're doing what they need to be doing so I can focus on the twins that that wasn't my job, actually, that I put that back into your to your arena and you said, I hear that, I will take that on. 
right? And you've been amazing at that, checking in. And and I still organize backpacks. That's great. I said, it's really important that you set boundaries with the ex-spouse. Um, so I don't feel like our family's being taken advantage of. That's another important thing for me that makes me feel like safe. That was a harder one to get to because again, we, you know, the boys are involved here and it can just get messy if the relationship, you know, with exes or whatever isn't healthy or it's a little one-sided, but we've created a great system where EJ is much better at healthy boundaries and our roles are very clear and our expectations are kind of like we're meeting them. My expectations of you to like, hey, you know, you got to let me know when we have the boys extra, like a couple weeks in advance. Don't just spring it on me. Like that's hard for me, right? Having four kids, which is still amazing, it's different. So I got to know like right away, <laughs> like if there's a whatever. You've been great with that. <laughs> Ish. I'm laughing because I just sprung one on her the other day. It's Yeah. But I, I mean, but we keep working through it. And again, it's because we have the emotional safety now to talk about it. So I'm going to flip, I'm going to ask you the same thing. But for me, again, just to kind of summarize, I had to let you know all the uncomfortable feelings because if I didn't, it would get out sideways to the boys. I never wanted to do that because when I feel out of control, I want to externalize it. I want to be like, you can't wear that to school. I can't believe your backpack's so disorganized. I can't believe you. No, not healthy, not okay. You cannot externalize your powerlessness within a family system, especially when kids are involved. And I knew that because I grew up with that and I had to be like, how in the heck do I shift this? It's super important. That's why the uncomfortable feelings, letting EJ know so they don't get, for the most part, passed on to the kids. But you know, whatever, we're not perfect. We're good enough parents 60% of the time, right? Exactly. And then I needed to tell you what my, what, feels good in this role. Like I am not going to be academic police. I'm not going to be chore police. You know, I'm not going to be food police. That is not my job. I'm not going to be technology police. Like I am not the one that's going to be always on them. That I needed your help in kind of balancing that out. So it wasn't just me and your role to take over in the education piece. And then the boundaries, like how do we create healthy boundaries? So we can have a healthy blended family and boundaries are hard because for people to set them, you have to start to feel really confident that like your needs are okay, your feelings are okay, and it's okay to ask for what you need. And it's okay to ask for a boundary when kids are involved. I felt like, oh, well, the kids are involved, so we just got to like do whatever it takes to like, no, no. Healthy boundaries mean healthier relationship, mean kids get to thrive in that environment versus a toxic environment. So, but how about for you, right? On the flip side, because here you are, right? Biological dad to four. Yeah. And you've got, you know, two kind of different ways of being with the set of kids. Yeah. I mean, as you just said all that, I mean, I was just thinking, honestly, my biggest lesson was learning to listen, was honoring the position you were in. Mm. Because I just think whatever it is that we struggle with our partner, we're just automatically in this, yeah, but me mindset. And I think I played that inside my head for years of like, 
of like, yeah, but me, like you would be in all this discomfort, which was causing me discomfort. You know, I would, I would just be really self-centered in my own discomfort instead of where I think I've worked on over the years is just really just like listening and recognizing how difficult of a place you're in with it and that your concerns are legitimate and that your emotions are real and worthy of empathy and consideration. Mm. And, you know, I just, I, I, I mean, that's, that's been my biggest work. And I think a lot of people's biggest work, no matter what the topic is just like being empathetic and listening to you and acknowledging that it's real because that I was would definitely the first step. Yeah. Cause I was getting like, I would try to go to, all right, well, I'll just do this. You know, I would get into that problem solving mode or complete powerlessness. Like, oh my God, like she is asking me to negotiate something that I don't know if I can even do that. Like, I don't know if I can get the outcome she's looking for, but I think you've always been good. All it's mattered to you is that I put in the effort to have healthy boundaries yes. for our family. Yes, I'm that so I glad you put said in that. the effort into standing up for for our well being yes. or our values around parenting yes. or whatever. You know, and so can you help people out there? Cause I think a lot of people struggle with like what boundaries did you start to set where I started to trust that this could actually be different? Well, I mean, the ones that were that you were bringing attention to that were out of balance, you know, discussions about money, like that there was more mm-hmm. specificity and that it was less mushy, you know. Um, still, I struggle with this because it's just like I'm just not good with this. But like scheduling of like I have got to like – you know, and just, just like, cause to me also, I think this is a big thing. Like any extra time with the boys was always a bonus for me. And I think you've always been cool. You've never, ever been like, we cannot have them, but it's just like, you just want to know. And so I think like, and so I've just, and I, like I said, I still struggle with it. Cause like I hear like, oh, the boys are um, getting an extra day in three weeks. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. And to me, it's like no big deal. But it's a big deal to you and just like recognizing that right away of like, I got to tell Tara that or I got to check in with her and make sure it's it's okay, mm. you know. And so I just it's if I listen to you, hearkening back to the front is like if I get good at listening to you, understanding that your discomfort and then hearing your requests for the most part, I think in most relationships, the requests are relatively reasonable, Right. They're reasonable, but like you were willing to take action and set boundaries. I think a lot of people might have a hard time with that. You know what I mean? Like, because sometimes people don't even know what that looks like or what that means, or they've never had boundaries before. They've, they're scared to set them because of like an ex or there's a toxic relationship. Like, can you speak to that a little? Yeah. I mean, it's, um, if there aren't clear lines, then there's a lot of ability to walk into unknown areas that cause conflict. And so 
if you're in your relationship and in your blended family, if there's things where, where if you're like, hey, what's the agreement around medical expenses or whatever? And you're like, oh, I don't really, we, I don't, it's like whoever pays it. Well, that's a blurry boundary. And so that creates the possibility for problems. And so if you have the ability to say, oh, around medical or every expense, we have an Excel document. We tried this for a little bit. You put it in and then it's split up at the end of the quarter. You make sure the balance sheet, you know, that's a great boundary, you know, and and sometimes it's possible. Sometimes it's not. Mm. If we're changing the custody schedule uh, for a week, we send it in a text that the other person is copied on. That's a solid boundary, right? If it's about cell phone use, like, hey, here's the rules at our house. What are the rules at your house? They don't necessarily have to be the same, but I've expressed what our boundaries are around cell phone use at our house. It, again, is a clear boundary, right? Yeah, so it's I mean, just, we only have control what happens at It's house. just specificity, right? It's like the willingness to, to be specific about certain things and have your partner know that you're being specific about that. Those, those type of things. If there's a change in custody, it has to be told to us within two weeks. Otherwise, it's really hard for us just to react to it. Mm. You know, that are those boundaries help people feel safe. They also just feel like, oh, we have agreements. Mm, yeah. You know, and that harkens back to our episode with Dr. Stan Tatkin is like agreements preserve a happy, healthy relationship. Yeah. We know what the agreement is. If we know what the agreement is, it's agreed. There, how can there be much conflict about it? Because Tara said, hey, this is what I what I appreciate. Oh, yeah, I'm willing to do that. All right, that's our agreement. Mm-hmm. Whereas if the if the if there's no agreement, if it's fuzzy, then Tara's like, that didn't feel good. And I'm like, what do you mean that didn't feel good? You know, because we don't have it. I don't know where the line is. She doesn't know where the line is. Is that speak yeah, to it? For sure. What about helping people? Like, let's just say, like the stepchildren, like let's just say one's really struggling you know, academically or one's really struggling like mental health wise or even behaviorally, like let's talk about agreements there, especially if it's a split household, right? Like how, because that's, I, I hear that that is like significant. Like we have pretty like all of our kids are pretty amazing, but yeah, we definitely have our stuff. And so yeah, there's like whose role is it to do the... The well, disciplining, who's the supportive role? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I mean, I think that the in a broader sense is like we've had to we've had to become united in our parenting, not just of our mm-hmm. shared biological kids, but in our parenting of the boys who are biological to me and bonus mom to you. You and I have had to talk about like, okay, like what is the role? What are our values as parents? And then how do we express them to the kids and to the ex? How do we try to do that? And and so at the very, very least, you and I are connected, that mm. we're not, that you don't feel like I'm against kids. you or, or that I'm not in That you don't have my back. You. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's the consistency piece is huge because I don't ever want our four kiddos to be like, why are the twins treated differently than us? 
even if they only get to have 50% of the time with us, like I want them to feel like, hey, we have the same rules, apply to everybody. And if you're not willing to do those rules, like here are the consequences for everybody. Like I just, you know, and there's always going to be a discrepancy, I think. And I think, I think at the end of the day, there are times where you need to go and get some help. I mean, I think there are some times where you need a professional because, you know, we also had the background of like, even if you were telling me something difficult, right? I had the background of knowing like, if I was in a therapy session and like I was hearing myself, I might say like, wow, some of your boundaries aren't great. And so I have that like Mm -hmm. understanding of what healthy boundaries are and what my own resistance is to them and blah, blah, blah. And, but I think there's just a lot of couples when you, when you're not from the same background as us where you don't know that and you need to go into somebody and somebody that's impartial, just be able to help the two of you talk about the difficult thing about understand what the, the sort of like dysregulations within your system are That, that you guys can work on, how to talk about it in a healthy way, what emotions are coming up, you mm-hmm. know. I, I want to add one more thing really quickly because it's it. super important. So Eja and I have very different parenting strategies. Are we totally in a collaborative way now? We Absolutely. But like I came from an environment where there was zero structure. I could basically do whatever I wanted to do since I was like oh, probably six years old, never had anyone do homework, never had anyone. Actually, my mom encouraged me to quit school when I was in high school because it wasn't important to her. Like, and so I just, I had no structure. So when I had the twins, I was like, oh my gosh, structure is going to be so important. And like for you, you know. Yeah, a little more, <laughs> a little And so you're like more relaxed around it. And that created this like significant anxiety for me. I'm like, we can't let our kids be on the screen for like more than an hour because then they're going to let they're going to become depressed. And you were like, hey, like that doesn't feel good. Like I don't want to be on them. Like they're kind of having, trying to have their own autonomy. And oh my, so we had to talk about that and be like, they're both okay. You came from a totally different background than I did. I really need structure. I need structure and I need family time, a lot of it. You're different. You need less structure and you're okay with kind of kiddos roaming free at times. And so we blended that. Free range children. (laughs) We blended that and it works great now because he, he knows where I come from and how it's, you know, a part of my being raised without structure. And I know that for EJ, like he does what he does because of how his childhood was and so I just, yeah. Well, I, so I think we kind of like dipped our toes in Ooh, on this subject yeah. and it's a big one. Obviously we both have like, you know, we're in it, you know, we're still figuring it out. Always. Um, you know, so, uh, but I think we did a good job of just sort of in a broad sense saying like, Hey, it's really difficult. There's certain dynamics, especially around boundaries that you need to find a way to find some, some clarification and really communicate in healthy ways so you can have good boundaries for your family. And just the idea also that like, it's a work in progress mm. and sometimes you need a little extra help. Yeah. 
And just let us know, like, hey, if we didn't touch on something today that you struggle with in your blended family or as a step parent, reach out to us. We'll circle back. Circle back. We want to know always. Okay. And thank you. You know, thank you so much as always for listening. It's always wonderful. Please, you know, do us the favor of passing us on to people. Tell people about our podcast. Uh, You know, that's how we get the word out. Please, you know, review us. uh, Give us those five stars. You know, we have a few programs out now. We have Relationship Renovation at Home. It's available. There's always a link in our show notes to that program. It's a great way for you and your partner to, to connect more deeply and have sort of a systematic way and learn some of the systems that we've put together for couples. Um, we also have uh, Relationship Ready available, which is just so a great program. Out there. For, yeah, if you're jumping back into the, the dating scene and you want to kind of get yourself into the right place for it, uh, Jesse, who's on here all the time, and Tara put together an incredible program. Thank and you. So, yeah. All right. So as always, uh, thank you for listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We all deserve it. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.